You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Today's What's the Big Idea podcast is brought to you by CityWire South Africa. Make better investments. This Big Idea podcast concerns volatility. Volatility has become the watchword of 2020, not just from day to day or week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, but also hour to hour, it seems to me. And after three extraordinary quarters, it looks as though the fourth quarter is going to be even more extraordinary, even more volatility. So it's time to take advantage, perhaps, of volatility and at the same time protect your underlying portfolio. With me is Nick Kunzer from Sanam Private Wealth in Johannesburg. For 12 years, Nick was one of the the foremost volatility traders in the world, not just Europe, but in the world. And he indulged himself in arbitrage volatility trading as well. Nick, I've endured volatility throughout the year, but now I want to take advantage of it. So it sort of softens the blow a bit and at the same time, protect a portfolio to the downside. And obviously, volatility usually spikes up when the markets go down. How easy is it for me to do this? Yeah, evening, Lindsay. There's a number of ways you can do it. I mean, uh, first of all, volatility is now considered um, an asset class by by most sort of definitions. And uh, back in the day, the only way to do it was to maybe buy some downside puts or you know protect yourself if the market moved down. But but now you've got the the, the option, if you pardon the pun, of actually purchasing vol or volatility, as as it's commonly known. Uh, the ways to do it is is the easiest way is is to buy a VIX. I mean, if you've if you've got um, exposure to the U.S. markets and you think that the markets are going to become more and more volatile, you can buy a contract on the volatility index, which is commonly known as the VIX or often referred to as Wall Street's fear gauge. How's uh, it calculated? How do they calculate the VIX? So, so in, in similar terms, it's based on implied volatility or at-the-money options on the S&P 500. So you've got 500 shares that make up the S&P 500, and every single share will have options trading on it. So you take an example like, say, Microsoft. It's one of the biggest components of the S&P 500. So the options, like the call option and the put option at-the-money options, which is – which at the money options have what they call a delta of 0.5, so it's directly at the money. So the stock, the stock trading at $100, the at the money option would be the the, 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 the option that's trading at the $100 strike. So let's take Microsoft as an example. So say for example, the implied volatility at the money is trading at 35%. So the implied vol of Microsoft is 35. Now it, it obviously it differentiates between all 500 stocks on the S&P 500. They take the 500, they take the average. And that comes out with it's a 30 days. Just sorry, it's actually a 30 day option. So it's what volatility with 30 days out, and they give you an average, and that, that's how they calculate the VIX. So currently, the VIX is trading at around about 26 percent volatility. I was looking at the VIX for a couple of years when it didn't seem to move out of the 10 to 15 range, and you're talking about it being 26 mm. at the moment. It's also at the peak of the market panic in March. It went as high, I think, it's something like 81, 82. So this thing moves around. Mm. It does move around. And last year, Feb, we had it was called Volmageddon. And that was the, all the Davy Dray traders of the world were writing options. And it was easy to go because the market just kept going up and up and up. And obviously, the one day, the problem with the VIX is typically and historically over time, the majority of options do expire worthless. So if a client or someone is typically buying a call or a put, you know, nine times out of 10, that option will expire worth it. That's just the nature of the beast, the way it works. But you do get the one occasion, you have that black swan event where volatility spikes, and uh, you basically make up for all that in one big go. So at the moment, as I said, the VIX is, as you pointed out, vol's trading around about 26%. Uh, historically, 
ironically, over the last, say, 10 or 20 years, it's around about 20 to 25%. It was only in the last few years where we, the central banks have artificially sort of suppressed prices um, and kept markets churning higher that the volatility basically trickled down because people said, you know what, whatever happens, the Fed's got your back. Why buy downside put when you know the Fed's going to do it? So it's easier just to keep buying the dip as opposed to buying an option. But um, historically, it's around about these levels, Lindsay. I want to protect myself against volatility or rather take advantage of volatility, Mm. which I perceive as being a feature of the fourth quarter and particularly October. But I also want to protect a portfolio if the market goes down. And typically, I notice the VIX spikes up when the market goes down. It doesn't spike up when the market spikes up. Correct. So it's got a inverted correlation to the market. So when the markets crash and people get nervous, volatility spikes because people want to pay for that protection. I mean, you think about it as buying like insurance. If there's lots of fires around and you're sitting in California and there's wildfires everywhere, your cost of insuring your house is going to, is going to escalate because the potential of it catching fire is very high. And the same applies to the option market. When the markets look like they're crashing and things are getting very nervous and markets are literally falling in a heap, your cost of buying protection is very high because it is falling. And, and, and then, of course, inverse replies. When things are sunny days and everyone's in a happy place and the market keeps grinding higher, no one really wants to buy downside protection because they think it's going to expire worthless. So what's the point? It keeps going higher. So it has that inverse correlation. Of course, incidentally, when we had that NASDAQ whale a uh, month or two ago with Moshishan and the um, and SoftBank, yes. that was a unique occasion when people, and I certainly started to watch, because volatility was going up and the market was going up. And that's not meant to happen. So that was the sort of flag on that one. But but typically over time, it, it has an inverse correlation with each other. And finally, you've only spoken about options and you say most of the options will expire worthless. Is there a future and can it be traded? No, there's not a future. There's just options on it. It's on implied volatility. Nick, thank you so much for your insight. That's Nick Kunzer from Sunland Private Wealth. And that was the big idea. That What's the Big Idea podcast was brought to you by CityWire South Africa. Make better investments. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.